You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Welcome, everyone, to podcast number seven in the multi-part series that I've been doing recently on the United States Progress Sun conjuncting the United States Progress Palace Athena, which will be exact on May 28th of this year, 2019. The plan for this particular podcast is to uh, connect back up to the last one, podcast six, toward the end I was sharing about President Kennedy's birth chart, um, the connections with Donald Trump, as well as the first President Bush, because they're the only three sun sign Gemini presidents um, we've had in our history, and there are all kinds of interesting connections, particularly with these three presidents and their administrations to first the Soviet Union, when President Kennedy and President Bush number one were in power uh, before the fall of the Soviet Union between 1989-1991. And of course now with all these issues regarding uh, the Russian government's potential interference, which the Mueller report has been going through, um, going back to 2016 during that election, and to what extent um, the Trump campaign associates and or members of the Trump's family were connected in some way. Um, And of course, everyone has been tuning into this across the country, around the world, and the battle is now a constitutional crisis, according to not only Representative Jerry Nadler in charge of the House Judiciary Committee, who said that yesterday, and now uh, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi today. And today is May the 9th of 2019, In fact, out here in Oregon, where I'm doing this podcast, it's 5.06 in the the late afternoon, and Palace Athena is exactly rising out here. So there's going to be a big impact with this seventh podcast. But let me just start off right at the beginning. On on my computer screen, I have the chart of Texas. Um, Every state... I won't get into all of this, but if you've read a lot of my articles and tuned into my work, and of course, many of the writers of Welcome to Planet Earth over 20 years in our magazine from 1981 to 2000, um, there have been all kinds of explorations about different states of the Union, and I've done a lot of this, of course, on my various websites. So um, with The connection back to Texas, this is pretty extraordinary. Texas came into the Union on December 29, 1845. According to Mark Penfield, one of the uh, main rectification experts about these and looking into when a president signs a bill to um, have a state enter the Union, this is, of course, all the states after um, the 13 colonies and those particular states Uh, They all entered the Union also at different points in time. So every state has a chart based on when it it entered the Union. And I had never really focused on Texas in terms of my initial research on President Kennedy and his assassination. Most of my work was on um, the hunt for Lee Harvey Oswald, were there other people involved with all of that? And that was a a masterwork of mine, and it still is the probably the key research project I've ever had, plus what's called the nuclear axis, which I explained in the last one. And 
my work on the nuclear axis is connected to President Kennedy because he's very strongly connected to the nuclear axis, which again is something we will explore even further with the, about the Cuban Missile Crisis of October 1962. And I've never actually fully explored in writing or in any other way on the radio. As many of you know, I've been on Coast to Coast AM maybe 24, 25 times since 2004. And although I've mentioned my research about the nuclear axis and I've mentioned um, my research on President Kennedy and his assassination as part of my work on mundane and world astrology, I've not actually focused attention on the Cuban Missile Crisis uh, for those 13 days between October 16 and October 29, and particularly the role of President Kennedy and, very importantly, his attorney general, his brother, Robert Kennedy. And that will be the focal point of at least one or two podcasts coming up in the very near future. So the chart for Texas fits into this whole thing that we're doing about Pallas Athena, because I hadn't really focused on that chart a long time ago, although I've focused on the chart of Texas once in a while. It turns out that the chart of Texas has a Pallas-Saturn conjunction from December 29, 1845, when the state entered the Union. In fact, they're together within three quarters of a degree. And according to the research by Mark Penfield um, and the approximate time that um, Texas entered the Union using Austin, Texas as a location, he has a time of approximately 1.42 in the afternoon. The Saturn Palace conjunction is overhead, therefore gains extra power. And the remarkable connection here is that when President Kennedy was murdered, unfortunately, in Texas, Saturn was back to its position, was making a Saturn return. Uh, and that was rising at the time of the assassination. So the, the rising area of the chart, the position of Saturn when the president, and again, if you think about the meanings of Saturn, not only is Saturn directly above in the United States birth chart we've been using for decades now, for July 4th of 1776, Saturn is elevated in the United States birth chart in the sign of Libra. President Kennedy, as well as Richard Nixon, both were born, again, their famous um, head-to-head contact contest for the presidency that was so close to 1960, which was controversial because a lot of people felt the election was stolen through various improprieties, particularly in the state of Illinois and possibly in Texas. Remember, LBJ was the vice president on the ticket with um, uh, uh, John Kennedy. Robert Kennedy didn't want that to happen, but the president, uh, John Kennedy, felt it was appropriate in order to win the state of Texas, which was a crucial state. But at any rate, um, it's interesting that both President Kennedy and Richard Nixon are born with Saturn overhead, and there is a, an area of astrology about the rise and fall of various world leaders. Napoleon was born with Saturn overhead. Hitler was born with Saturn overhead. Again, Nixon, with the whole resignation, which was not just his first rise and then fall, but representing, in a way, the the uh, misdeed, shall we say, of all presidents up to that point. So uh, Richard Nixon became the perfect fall guy, so to speak, even scapegoat, but he had created his own problems through lying and concealing different kinds of things and his own obstruction of justice. Um, with President Kennedy, again, he was never really supposedly 
in line to become president because his father, Joseph E. Kennedy, he had wanted to become president. And then he um, unfortunately allied too much with Germany and the rise of Hitler in the 1930s and then was, in a sense, went through a kind of disgrace. He had been ambassador to England, the court of St. James, and then um, he thought at some point maybe he was going to be able to be president. And when that didn't happen, he wanted his eldest son, uh, Joseph Kennedy, who was born just uh, a year, a year or two before JFK. And unfortunately, then he died in an airplane explosion in an, uh, uh, an airplane attack over, over Germany during World War II. And he was experiencing his Saturn return of tw- at 29 and a half. And that put the focus on from the elder Kennedy to the next born, John F. Kennedy. And we know, unfortunately, what happened with the assassination. And then just f- four, four plus years later, when Robert Kennedy was running, he was assassinated right after Martin Luther King. Um, leading to Ted Kennedy being the remaining brother and so many of the different things that happened with him over the course of time between Chappaquiddick, uh, his remaining a senator for an an enormous period of time. I believe it was almost 50 years because he he started becoming a senator in 1962. Um, What I'm bringing up here is that a state of the union can have an extraordinary significance. And we see that with Texas It's part of this whole scenario of why Pallas Athena needs to be studied. And remember, I brought up in the last podcast that it was Donald Trump who brought up this, um, what was considered or still considered this crazy idea that Senator Ted Cruz's father had been an associate of Lee Harvey Oswald. This was then published in the National Enquirer, creating this whole uh, terrible situation between Trump, uh, President Trump, or at that point, uh, Donald Trump. And Senator Cruz. And now, apparently, Senator Cruz is back on the uh, Trump um, bandwagon, so to speak. But nevertheless, this chart for Texas, which I am including in this particular podcast as a chart to look at, you'll see clearly Saturn and Pallas together, top of the chart. And just remember that when when JFK was murdered so terribly in Dallas... Saturn was rising and had come back. So it was a Saturn return for the state of Texas. Well, the whole nation for several days watched all these scenarios. And I'll report about the following in another podcast. And then on live television, two days after November 22nd, 1963, Jack Ruby then murdered the apparent alleged assassin of President Kennedy on live TV. And that was the first time that that had ever happened, that a person had been murdered on live TV. I'll get into that um, chart and that information about um, Jack Ruby and what happened there, because it is somewhat connected to what we have now, where we are seeing uh, through the presidency of Donald Trump, a kind of reality TV version of the presidency. And it's inescapable to really look at it. After all, President Trump became a household name for the nation through the Apprentice show and then the Celebrity Apprentice. So when he was running against the 16 or 17 Republicans, name recognition and people knew, oh, of course, we know who Donald Trump is, whereas they didn't know who Lindsey Graham might have been. They might not have known who the, the governor of Wisconsin was, unless, of course, somebody was living in South Carolina. Then they knew who Lindsey Graham was or Wisconsin. 
but everyone who knew who Donald Trump was. And from the people who lived in New York, like myself, we all knew who Donald Trump was growing up there. So he was not an unknown quality at all. And most of us in New York, I mean, we're filled with all kinds of gossip pages in the New York Daily News and the New York Post and so many other tabloids even there for decades about his life, the casinos, his marriages, and so on and so forth. So um, let's let go of the Texas chart for a moment, but it's there to show you the enormous significance of Pallas Athena. Um, I had promised, and I'm going to do it right now in the last one, this is very important. Countries can either be masculine or feminine. And I explained the United States coming into being as a sun sign cancer country, that's the first water sign, and that is a nurturing feminine body, of course, uh, or feminine sign. Cancer, the first water sign. So our sun sign as a, as a country where we have Venus and Jupiter, Mercury, they're all in that sign. And as I said previously, and by looking at the United States birth chart, we know that Pallas Athena, once it was discovered and we put into the United States birth chart, is in a conjunction with the moon in late Aquarius. And each of the other asteroids, and I want to be really clear about this, Ceres, Juno, and Vesta, they're all spectacularly important. I've written about all of the asteroids. Eleanor Bach wrote eventually for Welcome to Planet Earth after doing all of her own work. For, she did a series of articles on each of the asteroids. Um, I've studied them, and I've reported about their significance. So I just want people to be aware of that even though I'm focusing on Pallas Athena here because of its role with intelligence gathering and uh, our Department of Defense and how we protect ourselves um, from any kind of hacking and incursions and invasions, whether it be literal and physical invasions ever, uh, for instance, the attack of 911 or any of the war situations America's had, um, but in terms of being attacked through computers and technology, this is all connected to the shadow side of Pallas Athena. But all of our intelligence gathering agencies are connected to Pallas Athena because Pallas Athena is so associated with knowledge and wisdom and problem solving and innovation and genius. And it's, it's a kind of an energy that rules over, I didn't mention this before, but city planning and everything having to do more with citified existence rather than, say, rural areas, which is more connected to Ceres, the largest asteroid. So I just want everyone to know at some point I will explore more about all the other asteroids in terms of their significance in the United States birth chart. In fact, one of the things we're going to get to today, and that's why I wanted to mention the other asteroids, is today the sun is at 19 plus of Taurus. And 19 plus of Taurus for the United States is Vesta. I wrote a series of articles about how the United States Vesta, unfortunately, was connected to um, the Third Reich's Vesta, um, when that came into being on January 30th of 1933, ultimately this had to do with the fact this kind of Vesta-Vesta conjunction between the United States and um, Hitler's Germany. Partly it was like we had to save and secure freedom, which is one of the keynotes of Vesta, safety and security, among many other keynotes. Um, but uh, Vesta also has a lot to do with secret organizations um, of any kind. While it can indicate um, uh, neo-Nazis, it can also represent the CIA, it can represent the FBI, it can represent the, the NSA and different uh, other kind of secret organizations. So literally today, 
of the entire year. Here we are May 9th, and this would happen every year right at this point. The sun is illuminating 19 plus of Taurus. That's the United States Vesta. It's the Vesta when the Third Reich came into being. But even more so, Vladimir Putin, and we'll note this in uh, toward the end of this session, Vladimir Putin's Jupiter is at 19 plus of Taurus. So this helps to explain beyond his powerful connection with Donald Trump through their astro compatibility, why he as president behind the scenes can or has or may still do so in in 2020 and other time, time periods if he's still in power, why he's such a powerful influence because his Jupiter is not only on the United States Vesta, it's exactly on it. There's no orb. In other words, it's not even one minute of arc, which is one sixtieth of degree. So this is a very profound, extraordinary kind of link-up between his chart and the United States chart. Now, there are many other uh, link-ups that Vladimir Putin has. I can't go into all of them at this point, but just as an example, of Vladimir Putin's son is within less than a degree of the United States Saturn. Um, he's born with Sun conjunct Saturn, so his Saturn, he's born October 7, 1952. His Saturn is very close to the United States Saturn. So when he was born, uh, Saturn was coming back for the United States, and his son is right at that point. And we could go on and on about that, which is pretty amazing. But what I want to do here is shift gears just a little bit. I want to be able to um, read about the feminine and the uh, masculine countries. Um, This is from pages 55 and 56, The Destiny of the Nations by Alice A. Bailey, who was overlighted, inspired by the Tibetan master D.K. Uh, Here is the quotation. It is useful to bear in mind that some nations are negative and feminine and others are masculine and positive. India, France, the United States of America, Russia, and Brazil are all feminine and constitute the nurturing mother aspect. They are feminine in their psychology, intuitive, mystical, alluring, beautiful, fond of display and color, and with the faults also the feminine aspect, such as overemphasis upon the material aspects of life, upon pageantry, upon possession, and upon money or its equivalent as a symbol of the form side of existence. They mother and nurture civilization and ideas. China, Germany, Great Britain, and Italy are masculine and positive. They are mental, political, governing, standardizing, group conscious, occult by inclination, aggressive, full of grandeur, interest in law, and in laying the emphasis upon race and empire. But they are more inclusive and think in wider terms than the feminine aspects of divine uh, manifestation. So he goes on to talk about other countries, but these are the primary ideas. The reason I brought this up, and I don't want what the uh, what Alice Bailey wrote with the uh, inspiration of the Tibetan master DK to make women or men feel slighted by some of the words that are being thrown around there. The reason I wanted to bring it up is the United States birth chart has very powerful moon-Venus energies, the two principal feminine celestial bodies we've used in astrology for millennia. But once we discovered the four main asteroids, each one of them is significant, which I will talk about again another time. And I mentioned one of the the classes, one of the uh, lessons in my School of Planetary Studies is completely on the four main asteroids. And so if any of you decide to take the course and it's 
It's now online on our Great Bear website. You will come across so many different topics. Uh, there are 36 one-hour um, classes as well as charts and lesson notes. You will discover much more about the asteroids and why I've had them very importantly in my mind and in my research ever since I got into astrology in the early 1970s. And I think that because, um, well, I, I think I have a little bit more time here. I don't want to go overboard. Um, let me at least bring up uh, a couple of things about President Obama and Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump. One of the extraordinary connections that President Obama had to become president, remember my emphasis about zero plus of Aquarius, when President Obama, when Barack Obama was born August 4, 1961, Jupiter was at zero plus of Aquarius. So aside from many other factors in his birth chart, one of the ways in which he had a hold on the presidency, the reason he was able to wrest control in the primaries of 2008 when Hillary ran against him in, in Hillary's first run, is this particular position that uh, as I've been saying, every president since 1937 is inaugurated on January the 20th of a given year, and that's when the sun is at zero plus of Aquarius. And so Barack Obama happened to be born, and he was born in the summer of the Kennedy administration. That's for a different topic, another time of his connection to John F. Kennedy and that administration. But that was one of the reasons why uh President Obama was able to um, win the presidency twice. I mean, there are other reasons beyond that, but astrologically speaking, if someone has a very potent connection to that date, to zero plus Aquarius in January 20th or around January 20th, it, it definitely helps them, particularly if the planet involved or the birthday involved is, is right there. Now, uh, very quickly here, and I have talked about this in other articles, Part of the challenge, I believe, for President Obama with Vladimir Putin is that their Marses are square. Um, Mars and Virgo uh, for President Obama, Mars and Sagittarius for Vladimir Putin. So that was that's one of the things that, to me, stands out um, in a very strong way between their charts. Um, and the fact that those positions, Mars and late Sagittarius for Vladimir Putin, is on the galactic center which is a strong position in and of itself. And um, for uh, President Obama, his Mars was entangled with the United States Neptune in a conjunction, and President Obama's Mars was in a square relationship to the United States Mars. And so that's part of the, the conflict. It's when, when two leaders have Mars squares, or if they were to have Mars oppositions, those kind of things, then we can we can see uh, right just from that particular relationship, and there are other ones going on in the chart. I just don't want to go over all of them. Um, they also both had the same moon, which you'd think, oh, well, that should come together. But sometimes likes uh, repel. Okay, so in this case, both President Obama and Vladimir Putin have moons in early Gemini, very close together, within about half a degree. So that should have allowed a certain simpatico, and maybe it allowed the fact that at least they tolerated one another, and we did not get into you know a specific battle right there. But the real power energy is between Donald Trump's chart and Vladimir Putin's, and I'll just mention this uh, kind of quickly here, but 
their Marses are not square square at all. They're trying and exactly trying. So that's one of the big differences right off the bat and why, as a candidate, Donald Trump kept saying, hey, it's good to be. Isn't it good to be in connection with Russia and have them as a friend? And it, it, it certainly explains all these private meet, meetings and phone calls with one another that they're pals. And uh, regardless of what the truth may be on a deeper level and the fact that Vladimir Putin is clearly a dictator, he's in charge of, of that country. It's not as if he gets in there with free and, and, and clear elections. Um, but they have Mars trine Mars, uh, exact. And let's remember Donald Trump has a rising Mars. Now, this may ameliorate some of these conditions like around the planet where normally Russia and the United States might be at loggerheads with each other, whether it be the Middle East, certainly around Syria, uh, Iran, the Persian Gulf, this whole issue recently with Venezuela and Cuba. Um, it may be to some extent an advantage, at least for the time being, that these two leaders have a rapport and that their rapport is astrological. Uh, the other thing is that as opposed to... Um, the two moons in conjunction between Vladimir Putin and President Obama, Donald Trump is a sun sign Gemini. And he's also older than, I mean, this might seem kind of pointless, but he is older by six and a half years. So he's he's an elder to Vladimir Putin and, and Donald Trump has the sun in Gemini. So that uh, Putin, in a sense, looks toward him perhaps because Vladimir Putin has a moon in Gemini, and that's a natural connection to someone with the sun in that sign. There are many other connections that these two people have, which are pr pretty interesting. For instance, Ceres, the largest asteroid for Vladimir Putin, is at 17 of Gemini, which is exactly Donald Trump's Uranus. Um, they have other connections in Libra in particular. This is another reason for their rather amazing rapport. Uh, and that is the sun for Vladimir Putin, which is on the United States Saturn, is also exactly on top of the Juno-Chiron conjunction for Donald Trump. And they're within one degree. So that's another exact rapport. And perhaps most importantly, Donald Trump's stationary Jupiter, which has so much to do with his king of the gods, you know, only I can fix it. <laughs> Remember that statement from the Republican convention that kind of thing, and um, the power of Jupiter, king of the gods, uh, or whether it's positive or negative, because the shadow side of Jupiter can be arrogance and um, over-optimism about making deals and so on. But nevertheless, Donald Trump's Jupiter at 17 plus Libra is exactly Saturn. And again, we're finding this is exact to the minute of arc. Uh, Saturn for Vladimir Putin, 17 Libra, 27 degrees, 17 Libra, 27 minutes of arc for Vladimir Putin, Saturn, Donald Trump stationary, Jupiter, 17 Libra, 27, the same degree and minute between the two of them. So, and, and there are other connections beyond all this. <laughs> so, but that's enough. I mean, that's pretty extraordinary right there. So one of the things is that there is definitely a major astrological rapport between the birth charts of these two people. Why is part of the cosmic mystery, and maybe we'll explore more of that in the future. That's it for now. I will go on to um, podcasts 8, 9, and 10 in the series. There will be three more at, at the very least, and possibly more after that. Thank you very much for listening. Many blessings, and bye for now.